the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrew K. Show. It is Taco Tuesday. Yeah, I plan on eating some tacos tonight. What are you guys planning on doing? We need to have some kind of special food ready that we can munch on for these impeachment hearings. We got so much to get into tonight. One of the things that we've got to talk about is um, I said recently that I thought that the declaration of MAGA as being a domestic terrorist and insurrectionist and all this kind of stuff was really a push towards a gun control ultimately. So we're going to be talking about gun control tonight. We've got John Lott, who's going to be here, literally, literally wrote the book on it. But he's got, a, there's actual a plan out involving gun control that even kind of shocked me with where this is going. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. Um, I'm seeing breaking news that Marjorie Taylor Greene's been hauled in. In front of uh, to have some some powwow with uh, Kevin McCarthy and others. Uh, McConnell, as you know, called her, said yesterday, referred to her as a cancer. He's never used that kind of term to refer to Swalwell, who uh, had had an affair with a Chinese spy, Fang Fang. I mean, could the, could the Republican Party be messing up any more than they are right now? I mean, literally every day, it's just more and more reason for us to be looking at at a third party. We've got to get into that and more. There's there's a, a, a story out of the media today that's got people shocked and angry, and it involves Newsmax and my pillow CEO, uh, Mike Lindell. So we've got lots to talk about tonight. 888-344-1170. If you want to call in the show, we would love to hear from you. There, the news for San Diego in, in terms of vaccines is we're going to be getting direct shipments from from the, the vaccine makers directly here. I guess they're wanting to bypass uh, Nussolini so they can get the vaccine uh, more uh, quickly out to to the citizens, but I've had a running question, a lot of dialogue on my Facebook page about the vaccine and whether or not they want to take it. So that's going to be a question you guys can call in anytime you want to talk about it. 888-344-1170. Are you concerned at all? Are you going to be watching the impeachment? I'm not sure I'm I'm going to watch it. We'll have to wait and see. 888-344-1170. The man who joins me every night of the week. It's the man, the myth, the legend. It's DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. Tremendous things are happening. We built the greatest economy in history. The best jobs, the best. DJ, 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 Thank you again, Mr. President. And I have to just say, uh, second night in a row, my answer is still no. It will continue to be no. Not changing my mind. And I don't really want to watch the Shampeachment either. It, it doesn't. Uh, I, I hope it goes well, but I'm not not buying into it. I will watch the impeachment. Now, you guys know I haven't I'll talked. I'll read highlights. Right. I, well, I, it depends. We we know that uh, his first legal team, uh, 
Boxster or I can't remember the guy's name. Boxer, I think it was. He had a couple of attorneys, five of them, I think, over the weekend quit because they only wanted to present the case in in defense of President Trump that this impeachment was unconstitutional. And the Trump team was saying, you got an opportunity in front of the world to talk about the fact that the election was rife with fraud and we expect you to present that evidence. And I don't know how you cannot. Let me ask you this question, DJ Potato Skins. The whole basis of this impeachment is to lie and say that President Trump incited this insurrection and it was an attempt to overturn a fair election that fairly resulted in a win for Joe Biden. How do you bifurcate that? How do you go as an attorney? And only want to argue on the unconstitutional or the constitutionality of the impeachment itself and not get into the merits of what President Trump w- was discussing. It doesn't even make sense to me from a legal standpoint. Obviously, it's unconstitutional that they do this impeachment. The man's not in office anymore. The reason why the Democrats are doing this is they want to smear anybody who questions the outcome of the election as a kook, as a conspiracy theorist. That must be addressed on the part of the president. And I'm hoping this new team is going to go there. You know what? And for me, it comes back. It's really basic because if there is no problem with the election, what are they worried about? Well, well, even more than that, we know that Pennsylvania certified an election that involved 200,000 more votes than our registered voters. We know in Michigan that um, the Antrim, Antrim County, we, I could sit here and take the entire hour. Everybody knows. We know that in Arizona, Georgia and Pennsylvania, the state legislatures all said to Mike Pence, we now know the extent we've got more information, the extent of the fraud that took place. We want you to send those electoral votes back to us. That's not overturning an election. That actually follows the Constitution. We know that even according to Bush v. Gore in 2000, they ruled that it was unconstitutional for a state to have election officials or anybody that's not part of the Secretary of State's office for that state to be changing the election laws. In fact, we just had a court. A judge, one of the arguments the left likes to use is, well, there's no Ted Cruz. Did, does an interview and says, well, the courts ruled that there was no there was no evidence of fraud. That's not true. At the point in which these elections, the results were certified, no court had heard any of the evidence, none whatsoever. We now know five days after the election was certified, a, a court in Virginia overruled and said that what they had done was unconstitutional in the state of Virginia in which somebody outside the secretary of state changed the election procedures and the election laws. And that's unconstitutional. We know what happened in Pennsylvania. We know what happened in Georgia. We know what happened in Arizona. We know dead people voted. We know people voted out of state. We know that the machine flipped votes. We know all the irregularities that came in the form with the mail-in voting to where we had no rejection rate. The typical election year, it's at least 3% are rejected. We had none that were rejected. We know that illegally, Democrat ballots were cured where they went back after and said, oh, you know, you, your, your vote was illegal because you didn't, you didn't do it the way you were supposed to do it, and they were allowed to fix it. But Republican voters weren't given that opportunity. I just laid out just a few pieces of the election fraud that happened. And to me, there's no way if I was Trump, I'd let anybody argue on my behalf at this impeachment hearing that has to do with the election and not have the election be discussed.
It's a huge platform, and I think it would be a mistake if it didn't go that way. Absolutely. And if I was Trump, if I was Trump and I had a legal team that was trying to present any, trying to present a case without discussing those details, they wouldn't be representing me. I'd, I would yank them out, and I, would, I just wouldn't even participate. John Roberts isn't going to be there. Why, why even bother to participate? That is, a, that is a huge red flag. Well, the only reason to go was if, you get, if you're going to take advantage of the opportunity and fully present your case. But there was a former uh, DOJ or FBI official that used that actually part of his past duties was to investigate incitement of violence and incitement of riots. I mean, that was part of his, you know, his area that that he investigated crimes. And he did an op ed recently and said that there is in no way anything that Trump said that incited violence. And here's one way that you can know. We know that bombs were planted in advance. We know that this was this was organized in advance. How could he be inciting something that was already planned before he opened his mouth? On top of the fact that he said, we're going to march peacefully. This is ridiculous. This is a show trial. And if you know that you're you are being dragged in front of the public for the purpose of being convicted of something in the public square for which you are innocent of, you need to defend yourself with everything possible. And I hope those points you just made are, are hit over and over and over again. Absolutely. Speaking of which, Mike Lindell gets invited on Newsmax today on, I can't remember the name of the show, hosted by two people formerly of Fox News, one Bob Sellers. Um, I, I posted on Facebook today. People are like, who? Bob who? Well, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Heather Childers. So they invite Mike Lindell on. I've got it on the background. I'm not really paying attention. All of a sudden, I realize that that Bob, Bob Sellers is refusing to allow Mike Lindell to get a word in. And then it's become, it becomes clear to me that Mike Lindell is trying to share information about election fraud in the Dominion machines. And Bob Sellers gets all angry, not letting him speak. And then he starts reading some prepared statement. And then... Bob, because Mike Lindell, then, he, then Bob Sellers is saying, producer, I shouldn't have to put up with this. And he storms off the set. So Heather Childers, being of the B list from FNC versus the D listers or the F listers like Bob Seller was. Most people don't even remember him from Fox. I mean, he probably did through the 3 a.m. shift on Sundays. I'm going on the show tomorrow. Shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> but anyway, I was tempted. They booked me for, for the show tomorrow before I actually saw this happen. So he storms off the set leaving Heather Childers to recover. They are being blasted on Twitter right now. Look, if you want to read the statement and say, look, Newsmax is not, you know, um, is not supporting what this man is saying. Anytime you bring a guest on, you know that the guest is is, is going to come on and say something that the, the network or, and or the host doesn't necessarily agree with. There was no excuse for why they did not allow this man to talk. And let me tell you, he says that he has information that nobody has seen yet because he just recently got it. I don't know if it's valid or not, but when we have the supposed network that's replacing Fox News where people have gone to because of Chris Wallace and how Fox News has become a propaganda arm for the left. Wow. People are saying today, I guess all we've got now is one American news. Makes you wonder. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, if you're going to invite somebody on, you got to let them speak. 
How do you how do you invite Mike Lindell on and know that he's not and and don't think that he's going to go there and talk about the Dominion? And all you have to say is, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. Well, you know, we've looked at it. and We haven't seen anything that supports that Dominion has done anything wrong. But, you know, it, so that was kind of shocking. And um, and and Twitter is just, you know, uh, uh, conservative Twitter is just going after him like crazy. So that was disappointing to see. It's not a good move on his part, even just from a professional standpoint. Or Newsmax's, because you th- their ratings went through the roof because people fled Fox News. And then you're going to act like a jack wagon like Backing this? Just like the news network they were trying to replace. Exactly. Exactly. So this is, you know, somebody said to me on Facebook, well, you know, the CEO, I guess Chris Reddy, they were referring to, I know stuff about him. Look, you know, I hate people who tease like that. If you say, if you say you've got some negative information about Chris Reddy, either share it or shut up. Okay. Because that tells me you don't have anything. So I have no idea if the network was behind this. I've been on, I usually do Sean Reisman and Emma Reckenberg show in the mornings. Love them. Uh, I've seen them bring people on and they don't, they, they may say, look, it doesn't represent our views, but they don't, they don't talk over anybody in storm. Lots of good set. people there. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of great people at Newsmax. This was Whoopi Goldberg, Joy Behar kind of behavior. And quite frankly, they, they you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Storming off and acting like a jack wagon to a guest. So there's other ways to handle it um, better than that. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in John Lott, author of Gun Control Myths, How Politicians, the Media, and Botched Studies Have Twisted the Facts on Gun Control. And he's going to be here to share with you guys something I hadn't heard anybody talking about. It's Joe Biden's plan in the first 100 days to go after guns. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Can, can somebody explain to me, if y'all are watching it here in San Diego, there's a, a you know, one of the monitors in, in the studio here shows a local news reporter and he's doing a report from a restaurant about how they're trying to recover from last week's storm for their outdoor dining. This thing has a roof. It has sides on it. How is that outdoor dining? And if it's got a roof and sides on it, doesn't that make that part of the restaurant? Right. I mean, that's that's. I feel more exposed to the elements when I'm inside most restaurants and all these pop up tents we have going on in parking lots. So we've got. So you're you're still inside, is my point. It's insane, but only now you got no atmosphere. You got a heat lamp and a picnic table. This is just, we've just gone completely off the rails. We're going to talk more about this coronavirus later. Um, I got some more in, in, interesting information to share with you guys about the vaccine, but we're going to shift gears to a story I've been. Talking talking about for a while because i've been saying that this whole thing the the newest card in the deck the identity you know they got the race card and the women the lady parts card and all that now the new card in the deck of identity politics is the insurrection card and and everybody's being called if you're if you're a trump supporter or in any way considered conservative now you're called an insurrectionist and i've been i started posing i posited this i think it was last week didn't i skins that this is about going after our guns if they can get us declared as an all insurrectionist and we're all a bunch of magas a bunch of domestic terrorists then they can use these red flag laws or a version of the red flag laws and come after our guns i do still think that's part of the play but there's actually i read today 
that uh, Joe Biden's it's actually even scarier than that in some ways to me. It, it, what his first gun control bill is in his first hundred days. Nobody's talking about this except John Lott, who joins me now. He's author of Gun Control Myths, How Politicians, the Media and Botched Studies Have Twisted the Facts on Gun Control. Hello, John Lott. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Well, thank you very much for having me on. For, well, before we get into this first um, gun control bill, what do you think of my theory that the, 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 the play for why they're declaring this insurrectionist and all that is not just to impeach Trump, but it's to go after all 75 million of us who voted for him and have us all declared nuts so they can go after our guns. Am I onto something? Well, yeah, I'm not sure they're trying to declare everybody nuts, but I think, you know, they want to label people who are on the other side as white supremacists. And, you know, and it's not just the politicians. Uh, there's a concerted effort. If you watch CBS or whatever, it seems like almost every show they have criminals or terrorists using machine guns, and they're all seem to be white supremacists. Mm-hmm. I think they want to. I think there's an organized effort to try to make people feel like somehow white supremacists are out of control doing these mass public shootings. And the thing is, when you go and look at the data. Uh, there's literally only a few percent of these mass public shooters are actually white supremacists uh, or neo-Nazi types. Mm -hmm. The vast majority of the mass public shooters that you have are really non-political. They're guys who were depressed in some way, felt that they were unappreciated, you know, upset that women weren't going out with them. Uh, They were going to try to commit suicide, and they wanted to commit suicide in a way that was going to get them attention. Someplace along the line, people realized that if they uh, could kill others, then uh, they'd get a lot of media attention as a way of uh, when they went out the door, so to speak. Go out in in infamy. And that's one reason why I I resented Nikki Haley with her, uh, you know, uh, attack on the Confederate flag as though Dylan Roof went and shot up a black church because he watched a Dukes of Hazzard episode and, you know, was in in a picture with the flag, you know, as though it was all about a piece of fabric. And that was allowed to be used to to actually pierce America and have statues taken down and and is is really... it really helped um, give momentum to the left to do what you just said, which is to have, you know, attach, uh, make white supremacists seem like the greatest threat to the country. And then they're able to then declare, you know, those of us who want to make America great again as a bunch of white supremacists. Let's sh- shift gears and talk about this first gun control bill that Biden's going to push in, in the, his first hundred days. Nobody else is talking about it but you. What's the plan there? Right. Well, there's two things that he's done. At the end of last week, he he uh, gutted uh, some financial market reforms that Trump had. I don't know if you remember uh, uh, Operation Choke Point during the Obama administration, uh, where the federal government would go after uh, financial institutions, put pressure on them not to do business with certain companies that weren't approved. Uh, mm-hmm. That was in the final stages of uh, being put in by the Trump administration, where they would essentially, if you have law-abiding companies, uh, you could not use the federal government to go and put pressure on financial institutions not to handle their checks, not to handle their credit cards and other things. It was basically a way that the Obama administration was trying to put uh, gun makers and gun sellers out of business by making it so they couldn't get loans. And I mean, what do you do if you can't cash a check that you get? What do you mm-hmm. do if your customers can't use credit cards? So that's 
that's one thing that they did. I mean, it sounds, uh, you know, most people aren't going to link that back to Operation Choke Point, but that was the whole point that the Trump administration was trying to put in rules that would prevent the government from doing that to financial institutions in the future. But the legislation that you're talking about, Biden has promised during his first 100 days he wants to pass a bill that would change the liability rules for gun makers and gun sellers. I mean, right now, if you sell a defective gun, if the gun blows up when somebody fires it and they get hurt, uh, the gun company can get sued. The gun seller can get sued. If the gun company or the gun seller sells a gun uh, and doesn't go and do a proper background check and the person goes and commits a crime and harms somebody, the gun makers and gun sellers can be sued. But the change that they want to make in this is so that gun makers and gun sellers can be sued whenever a gun is used improperly. I mean, you can kind of think what this would mean for something like cars. I mean, there are 4.5 million people who are injured in car accidents each year. I mean, it's one thing if, let's say, the car has defective brakes, mm -hmm. but the, almost all the car accidents that you're talking about, virtually all of them, uh, involve you know, a distracted driver, they're texting while driving, or they're not paying attention. Uh, why should Ford and General Motors be sued uh, because a driver isn't paying attention when they're driving? Um, you know, should Ford and General Motors have to pay for the hospital bills in that case? Should they have to pay for pain and suffering? Should they have to pay for lost wages? You know, it's just a way of making it so that those who are responsible aren't going to pay, but others are. I mean, what do you think it would do to the car industry if they had to pay for 4.5 million lawsuits just with regard to injuries? I mean, these are injuries that require hospitalization in some sense. Well, this is just a way, this is an end around. This is a way to, they want to cripple the industry. They want to make it so people can't manufacture, can't afford to manufacture or sell guns. I mean, that's ultimately what it's about. Uh, they still, the, the, it, so the, um, the left still has a problem with the amount of guns that are left uh, among society. They still got to figure out how to confiscate those. But, you know, the, the fact that, that, uh, that they would hold a gun, you know, we have so many like in San Diego County, little mom and pop shops, how, you know, and now they could be completely put out of business if they sell a gun to somebody that somebody goes and, and you know, shoots a girlfriend or whatever. And then, the you know, the girlfriend's family sues them and then they're put out of business. And that's the end result. That's the goal that's going on. Yeah, or if and, a gang member goes and fires a gun and, and shoots somebody or something else. I mean, it's, you know, you're right, exactly right. The whole goal is just to put the companies out of business to make it so that the price of guns is going to be very high. But that's only part of it. I mean, if you go through the promises uh, Biden made during the campaign, another one that would make it costly for people to own guns is to classify semi-automatic rifles and magazines that hold more than 10 rounds as what are called class three weapons. Uh, traditionally, class three weapons have been machine guns. And you have to go through a long process. Uh, it takes nine months or so right now. Uh, you have to pay a $200 fee. You know, uh, if they make everybody who has a semi-automatic rifle, or at least most semi-automatic rifles, uh, have to go and do that, the processing time, I guarantee, is going to be a lot longer than nine months.
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and they've also talked about changing it so it's not just a one-time $200 fee, but it would be something you'd have to pay every year. It's just they want to make it costly in, mm-hmm. in many ways as possible for people to own guns. Look, if my research convinces me of anything, my academic research, it's that the people who benefit the most from owning guns are the people who are most likely victims of violent crime. That's overwhelmingly poor blacks who live in high crime urban areas. It'd be great if the police were there all the time to go and protect people, but the police themselves understand, even Mm -hmm. though they are, I think, the most important single factor for reducing crime, the police themselves understand they virtually always arrive on the crime scene after the crimes occurred. If you go and impose all these fees and costs and other things on guns, who do you think you're going to stop from being able to go and buy guns? I mean, you, if you compare Democrat states with Republican states, it's much more costly for, for poor people to be able to go and get guns in Democratic states than it is in Republican states. I'll just give you a simple comparison. Compare Indiana and Illinois, two neighboring states. In Illinois, only about 3% of the adult population has a concealed handgun permit. And basically, you're talking about white males who live in the suburbs. In Indiana, it's about 20% of the adult population that has a concealed handgun permit. And blacks are overrepresented in terms of their share of concealed handgun permits. And there's a simple reason for this, and that is in Illinois, it costs $450 to go through the process to go and get a concealed handgun permit. In Indiana, it's zero. And it's not just that in Illinois. You're not allowed to take a gun with you on public transportation. There's no training facilities to go and get your license in Chicago or even nearby. So if you're a poor person, a poor black who lives in Chicago, and you don't have a car, you have to go and borrow somebody's car for maybe at least two or three or four days to be able to travel outside Mm -hmm. the city in order to go and get training. It's kind of like they went through everything they could to say, how can we keep poor blacks from being able to go and get guns? And yet they're the ones Mm -hmm. who are most likely victims of violent crime. I, I got a list of all the concealed handgun permit holders in Los Angeles County from a few years ago. And they're overwhelmingly white males. Only 6.5% of the permit holders were black. Only about 7% of the permit holders were women. Mm-hmm. Only about 6% of the permit holders were Hispanic. You know, nationwide, about a third of permit holders are women. Is it just that women in Los Angeles County uh, don't face stalkers, don't face concerns about crime? Well, I well, I got to tell you, somebody tried to get into my house. I didn't even tell Potato Skins this story uh, last weekend, and uh, the cops. I, I called the cops, and they came about an hour later. So, what would I have done, John, if I was not armed in my home? What would I have done if if that person had successfully gotten in my home? If I wasn't armed, see, I'm able to sit there confidently because I know that I'm armed. 
and I know how to use it. Uh, but I don't, for the life of me, I do not understand women out there that are not, well, I get some of it's economics because it is expensive. It, it costs, they, they make it as, as difficult as possible for you to go and be able to protect yourself. That's why in Colorado, right. after, after the shooting at the movie theater in Aurora, they were telling women to use their bodily fluids as a weapon. So it's at the, right. the, the Democrat Party does not care about anybody in the identity politics stack. They don't care about black lives. It ain't about that Black Lives Matter movement ain't about black lives. They don't care about you women. All they care about is power. And they're doing everything that they can to keep you from being able to protect yourself. Tonight, they've got Officer Brian Sicknick lying in honor at the U.S. Capitol. John Lott, do they really care about police, the, the, uh, the Democrat Party? Do they really care about police officers? Of course they don't. They allowed almost a thousand of them to be brutalized on the streets of America with their um, their uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa going or beating up people and showing up armed, and many of them without proper permits. Wrap us up, John right. Lott. No, I mean, I, I agree completely. You know, the thing is, the data shows that not only is it poor blacks who benefit, but the other group that benefits the most are people who are relatively weaker physically, women and the elderly. You know, you're almost always talking about a male criminal doing the attack. And when a man is attacking a woman or an elderly person, there's a lot larger strength differential that exists there than when a man's attacking another man. And the presence of a gun represents a much bigger change in a woman's ability to go and protect herself. And that includes you know, men that includes men that are calling themselves women and wearing wigs. Okay. <laughs> I know I didn't bring you on to talk about a transgender, but there is a physical difference. And a gun is a great equalizer for women to be able to defend themselves. Um, I wish we had more time. Thank you for being here. Um, John's book is Gun Control Myths, How Politicians, the Media, and Botched Studies Have Twisted the Facts on Gun Control. Thank you for being here, John Lott. People can find more at our website at crimeresearch.org, crimeresearch.org. Thank you, because people need to be educated on, on what, the, what the facts are out there about guns and um, about the accidents and gun violence and, you know, all the talking points the left likes to throw out there. Um, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you. In fact, John's got a, far less than 1% of guns are ever used in crimes, suicides, or accidents is one of his stats that he quotes. Um, anyway, stay tuned. We've got more to talk about. And 888-344-1170. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Can somebody explain to me why this I'm seeing all over the news that uh, Bezos has stepped down as uh, the head of Amazon. I mean, why is that such big news? Who cares? It's been all over the news wires today. Well, I don't care. Why, why, why is that supposed to be big news? I kept looking for like maybe there's a, a meaning behind the story that I'm missing and I can't find anything. He just stepped down. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I, in my view, I, 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 t- I tell you, I, pro- I may be the only one who understands why that's an important story. I also may be the only person that you know that doesn't ever order anything off of Amazon. I cannot stand Amazon. I've never liked it. At one time, I ordered, I've ordered one thing off of Amazon, and I ordered the Prime because they said that they could get it. They could get it there by a certain date. It was for my little nieces for Christmas. It showed up almost eight days past the date. Now I paid extra for Prime because they I've, said I've had that happen, and it didn't even get there. So I got on the phone with them. I'm like, I, you had it on the screen that if Prime, you would get it there by a certain date. 
So I paid the extra and you didn't get it there. Well, I'm like, no, 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 no. You give me my money back. I'm canceling the prime and I want, I want some money back on this. And I want you to rebate the extra money that I spent for the delivery as well as canceling my prime. That was the only time you used it, huh? The only time I've used them. That was two years ago. I've never ordered from them since. I've never ordered from them since. I, I, and I resent the fact that, you know, they, um, that it, it, as it relates to coronavirus, the continued shutdown and destruction of businesses in this country only to make fat cats like Bezos who's got, I mean, how many people at work in his in his facilities, in his offices, everywhere, they're all getting to work. There's no reason why they could get, to, they can operate their business, but, but a restaurant, can. but a small business can't. There's no reason why they can have people in their, in their um, facilities or shipment facilities or distribution centers, but a restaurant can't have people come in and eat at a restaurant. It doesn't make sense to me. And oh, by the way, uh, Biden lied was trending on Twitter. Anybody gotten a stimulus check, the $2,000 he promised? Nope. No. No. And you know what? The Republican Party doesn't care either. It was Trump who tried to get you $2,000. Quite frankly, we really, what we don't need at this point is, you know, Cory Booker coming out with some story today, art idea, uh, baby bonds. You know, every child by the time he turns 18 gets $46,000. No, gets $46,000, but then they'll probably... If they even get it at this point, we're 20, how many, $27 trillion in debt? There's no money. There ain't no money coming to anybody. Even the $2,000 is being borrowed from somebody. They're spending, like, even if you were to get that $2,000, we did the math one night. It's like it will cost you to get that $2,000. It's it's, uh, the $2 trillion on, uh, uh, I think it was like, how many billions of that? Most of that was going to foreign aid. So in that, so to get that two thousand dollars, even if you were to get it, which we were still not two thousand, it was uh, I can't remember what the number was at this point. Um, it, it would have cost at the average home like forty something thousand dollars to get that two thousand dollars. What we need, math aside, what we need is people to be back at work. That's what we need. We need the jackboot of tyranny off. Well, and, they want people dependent. That's the whole thing. Well, they, yeah, and they want to have complete control over the businesses. And as we, we go into California here, where we're looking at a recall, you know, we've had this discussion, you know, earlier here in the studio. You know, who's worse, Kevin Faulkner or John Cox? I want you the know. conservative that's going to that's going to put his name in the ring and say, you know what, elect me. We'll open up the the entire state. Well, that's not Faulkner. John Cox didn't bother to show up for any of the debates when he was running. Everybody, all the purists were like, "Oh, we can't go with that Travis Allen guy." Travis Allen would have at least showed I up for debate. Travis Allen, right? We're not. I'm not listening to the Republican Party. How is it that we've got this kind of momentum going in the state of California? People desperate to get businesses back reopen, and this is the best we can do. Kevin Faulkner or John Cox? Are you kidding me? I'm glad to see the Mike Cernovich is throwing his hat in the ring. And then there's this um, young man. Um, uh, major, I, I got to Google his name. I'm going to invite him on the show. Um, he, uh, former military guy. I think he's former Navy, African-American, super good looking dude. He's in L.A. I think he's throwing his hat in the ring. We've got to have somebody because, you know, I, I, I'm not I'm telling you, I'm not going to vote for Faulkner and I'm not going to vote for John Cox. Republican Party, we're, I'm not going to bother to hold my nose anymore. There's no benefit to me. 
There's no benefit to me. Faulkner, let me remind you, Faulkner allowed for you. You want you want whoever is going to take over for Mussolini to say we want everything reopened. Well, why would it be Faulkner who shut down the convention center, took homeless people off the streets when we had no outbreak of covid and put them in the, the convention center? Spent $41 million to put them in the convention center to house 900 homeless people. I'm going to still do my research, but apparently on uh, jointravisallen.com with uh, the website, uh, there's uh, obviously information there on recalling Gavin Newsom. Who knows? Maybe Travis will run again. Well, there's also a billionaire investor. I don't know. I, I know I'm not going to say Chamath. Oh, Palihapitiya. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering your name, sir. Uh, he's a billionaire investor. He tweeted out a link to the Chamath for uh, California Governor website on Tuesday. Um, it's not an official campaign page. I say the more the merrier. When Gray Davis uh, was under recall... I think 135 people ran. Uh, we ended up with Schwarzenegger, which was a complete mistake. Um, that was brought to us by the Republican Party. His whole thing was that he was fiscally conservative and socially liberal. There is no such thing. He did more. To, we were we were no better off after him than we would have been with Gray Davis. What was Gray Davis going to do? Give driver's license to illegals? Think about how far left this state has gone under Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Republican Party here in California. This guy is a Chamath is a um, billionaire investor and CEO of a venture capital firm. Um, He's a Sri Lankan-born Canadian-American and former Facebook employee. Ooh, that, that's not very attractive to me. Um, he's behind the, the, the movement uh, to uh, replace Gavin Newsom. He said first step is to replace him. Um, so I, I think it sounds like he's putting out the, the feelers for that. Hey, I say the more the merrier. And what I'm hoping is, I love the fact, I know you didn't like the fact that Cernovich threw his hat in the ring saying he couldn't win. We need hardcore conservatives like that, even if they can't. And you might be surprised. This dude's kind of like a Trump. Yeah, I just right? don't like it when people say they can't win. There's zero chance. If everybody just voted who they thought would do the best job, that wouldn't exist. That's true. And if we had more people that were not handpicked by the Republican Party with that are all about labels and all about the party, you know, the the very thing that because you got to remember back when Trump came down the escalators, who went after him harder than the Democrats? It was the Republican Party. Why? Because he was not establishment. You've got to remember that we have a one party rule. The reason why California has gone as far left as it has is because the Republicans, the Unicrat Party, didn't care. They were on board with it. Right. So we uh, somebody like a a Trump who's not really about the party. He's about policies that are going to make people's lives better. When he was on the campaign trail, he wasn't about the Republican Party. People don't want an insider. No, it's like we had that that guest on the show recently who said that the term was dealignment, that we now have a movement going on around the world. That's where the voters don't care about party labels anymore. They care about policies that are going to make their lives better. That's why there's Democrats voting to recall Gavin Newsom. Because when they're a Democrat and they can't open their restaurant and they know that the person doing it is Gavin Newsom, they want him gone, right? They need him gone. And, the, and it does not help anybody to have the dude uh, who stood on the beaches telling people the insanity of you can keep walking. You can walk on the beach, but you couldn't sit on the beach. I had that happen to me one time. It wasn't him, but obviously it was it was enforced by him. But yeah, I could stand up the second I got close to that bench. They're like, you need to stand up. 
This is insane. This is the same people that are saying that you could, you, you could, if your restaurant's open for outdoor dining, you can't have a TV on. Or you can, you can, and I went to a restaurant with somebody one time a while back, and every time, if we were going to have more than one cocktail, we had to order food with every cocktail because you couldn't, you, because of coronavirus. There's no, there's no science or data to back this up. None whatsoever. So when we look at, and we need to start having these conversations now because this recall is the signatures are coming up in March. Everybody needs to stay engaged in this. I know most people I know have already signed it. Well, you know what? Not everybody has. We st- I think it needs to get to a million and a half signatures. It's at a million two, but they're saying we really need to get it to two million to make sure that we've got enough signatures to cover the bad signatures that aren't registered. Pass it around to everyone you know. Pass it around. Go to recallgavin2020.com. And uh, download it and get 10 people to sign it, right? We're going to take a break. We come back. We got to talk about uh, the Lincoln Project. We got to talk about Facebook and more. Don't go away. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Good news, I'm able to walk today. I've recovered from overdoing it with my workout. <laughs> um, also, good news is, as I've told you guys many times, that I'm, I am loving my balance of nature. It has totally changed my life. I've always been a fairly healthy eater, but that's not good enough because let me tell you, I have I never realized really how much better you feel and how healthy you are when you're getting fruits and veggies. So I take I get ten servings of 31 fruits and veggies a day. And we're talking about the real deal. The way this balance in nature is processed, it's their process. It's not a lot of fillers. It's not crap. It's uh, the, the, they're freeze dried at the peak of their freshness and at the peak of their most uh, vitamin enriched. I take uh, um, three fruit in the morning. I've started to split them up and uh, veggies in the afternoon. And I'm going over a year now with no sinus infection, no ear infection, nothing. This is the healthiest I've been in my life life and I tell you sincerely that if you want to boost your immune system for whatever reason, not just to fight off any infection, go to balancingnature.com use discount code HEALTH free shipping and 35% off on preferred orders Um, look, I'm not one to question, you know um, AOC today did a, a video crying about how as a sexual assault survivor that she was triggered and traumatized by the events at the Capitol and those telling her to just move on are we're basically, you know, using the same tactics as abusers. And this just really chapped my hide. Because, first of all, this is the first anybody's ever heard of her being a sexual assault survivor. For her to be traumatized by what happened at the Capitol would mean that she had been in a violently attacked and there should be some record of it somewhere. So this smacks to me of the worst kind of abuse, which is this is like narcissist. This is Betty Broderick kind of histrionics, in my opinion. I don't know. She might have been. But doesn't it seem odd to you that the first time she's ever mentioned this publicly? Never heard about this before. Never heard about this before. Never heard about it before. Of course, she didn't believe Tara Reid, who came with credible allegations against Joe Biden. 
of sexual assault. This double standard that the left seems to play right now, that's what's sickening to me. Well, it's absolutely sickening. But to try to continue tonight, we've got this officer while they are going around defunding a police movement there. Uh, one of Joe Biden's new administration officials has declared in the Department of Homeland Security, the police force in this country, the greatest threat that we face. And they've got this this officer from the Capitol riots lying in honor. They're liars. They're this. They are the ones that are guilty of of emotional and psychological abuse. This is classic narcissism with the gaslighting going on on the part of the Democrats. And it's just really despicable. But the good news is, is we're going to be back here tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time, are we not, DJ Taterskins? Monday through Friday, hump day. That's right, hump day is tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow night right here. Love you all.